you think Agent 47 plays games on his work day? Do you think he's just like, ah, well, this target's going to be in a meeting for the next 20 minutes. I can knock out a couple a couple levels in Mario. That's actually the origin of the cell phone. It's because <laughs> he wanted to play Flappy Bird <laughs> and Worms between, uh, you know, waiting for guards to walk past by, hanging out in closets, like trying to hack vents. Like that's that's where the cell phone came from. He strikes me as a, a, a Clash Royale guy. He's definitely paid a win. He's no. got all that money, dude. It's fine that he has money, but Agent Forty Seven has never paid a win. He he's all about um, you know just just being kitted out with exactly what he needs. He is the skill. He's using an, a G Force now to remote into his desktop back at home, and he's he's actually playing uh, Cyberpunk Twenty Seventy Seven from the comfort of Dubai. Of all the things that you can play, hanging out in Dubai, I would be really sad. That feels like the proper game to play in Dubai. Cyberpunk. It's a oh. it's a symbol of hubris. A symbol of just overspending. There's a lot. Yeah, that feels that feels right. It feels appropriate for a Hitman game because Hitman games are very much always about, like, sure, fun assassinations and, like, figuring out the puzzle. But if you care any little bit about the story, it is like, oh, what happens if you stick it to the 1%, like the 0.01%, and it's pretty cool. Like, that's kind of exciting. You're like, I'm not killing just a Joe Schmo. These are inherently evil people, the worst of the worst. So it feels appropriate. I don't know. I'm not always convinced the targets you're killing in Hitman are really that bad. They're all like using oil blood diamond money to finance their operations, Joey. One person literally mind controls homeless people. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but I mean, he needs someone to test out the technology on. Hello and welcome to another episode of Garbage Game Club. I'm Nick, that's Joey, and we are talking about Hitman 1, 2, 3. 3, because we, if you, if you scroll back through the Spotify, through the Apple feed, through the Google feed, you'll be like, oh, they talked about Hitman 2, and talking about Hitman 2 actually was us talking about Hitman 1 and Yeah, I was like, two. did we do 1 for 1 and 2, or we just all it. in 1 No, 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 we did 1 and 2 together in Hitman 2, um, when, when we went and we replayed that, because of a Steam sale, but now I had to load up a whole fucking different client to play Hitman 3, which is what everyone was salty about, because all the files don't transfer yeah, properly, kind of a pain why game. can't I play my Hitman 2 level? and get my progress then you on you finish Dubai once and then you finally get your IO interactive oh. account signed in and then you have to get deleted and you have to start it all over that again. I, that actually, you're making a joke that actually happened to me? That happened to me too. That happened to me. I, I started playing Dubai and then I loaded my account settings in and then... It was fine though because the second time I did Dubai, I got Silent Assassin and at the time, I was ranked number 34 in the world. I was like, this is it. I am now... A Peaking. maximum gamer. I haven't checked since. It's probably not 34 anymore. There's a dude who beat that level in nine seconds. Yeah, I uh, when I when I play Hitman games, I, I like to play once and just kind of fuck around, and then play again. S A S O, Silent Assassin suit only. That's not changing disguises. And then <laughs> I like to go back through and then play the mission stories that I missed, so that I can make sure that I milk all the sweet content that I like. I know other people who play Hitman levels and like really get their full value out of it. I have seen with my own eyes people spend eight hours per level for every level in the oh, game. Oh, that sounds weird. That sounds like something for someone who loves Hitman. Yeah. I don't. I don't love Hitman that much. I like it. I really like Hitman. I like it. I see now. For those of you who listen to us talk about Hitman 2, this feels like 
a continuation because that's what it is, had, right? Had Hitman 3 come if it were coming into Hitman 3, it would all be included in one episode. But the fact that Hitman 3 came out after our Hitman 2 extravaganza, we just have to talk about it separately. We do. That's that's just a matter of time and location. And I was really excited for Hitman 3. It was like it was like one of the games that I was actually waiting a minute for because I had so much fun with Hitman 2 yeah. that I'm just like, yeah, give me more of the same. And I don't know how what people had in terms of expectations for Hitman 3, but ultimately what they delivered on at a base level was more of the same, which is all I wanted. Do I care that they have like like action um uh, in in-game rendered cutscenes? Yeah, that right. Deliver stuff. Not really. It's something I noticed. I was like, oh, hey, cool. They could afford, they, they had budget to do like in game cinematics this time. Did I care that they like balanced patch some stuff? Eh. Hey, d- does the suitcase still own in on my target that's on a jet ski zipping away? That's all that matters. I was excited for Hitman just because I wanted to play more levels. And Hitman 3 comes out. And not only is their gimmick being on the Epic Game Store, their gimmick is. The, the camera that you can use that's in your inventory, your, your little cell phone camera. Oh, yeah. Guess what? You could Also, hack. don't give a fuck about that. <laughs> you could hack. In the slightest, I played Hitman 3 as if it were just my Hitman 2 expansion yeah. pass. And you know what? Top level review, perfect. That's all I needed. I enjoyed my time. And th- that's the show, everybody. I loved Hitman 3. Best game ever? Not really. It's more of a great underrated franchise that I think is finally getting some of its comeuppance. Absolutely. And I think it's hard to talk about. I mean, well, first, I I don't want to just walk over the camera. Nick, was the camera important to you? Uh, I used it to open a window in Dubai to distract a guard. And then I knocked out the guard, took his clothes, and almost never used the camera again. Ah. <laughs> Unless I... the game was like, you, you, need, you need to use the camera here. I was like, oh, okay. Oh, yeah, you got to use the, the camera to look at clues in the Dartmoor. Yeah, ah, uh, you see, I, did, I actually didn't play Dartmoor originally with the disguise of the, of the uh, journalist, so. <laughs> didn't use the camera in that level either. <laughs> I, so, so Hitman 3 comes out, six levels. The best way to talk about Hitman is probably just to talk about each level in its sandbox, unless someone really wants to hear us talk about the story and like, wow, I can't believe about the the, the double triple cross with Diana and oh man, the- it was all very predictable, but in a good way. It's like you know, if I'm watching Mr. and Mrs. Smith, Brad Pitt, Angela, Lena Jolie taking it to the system of being spy versus spy, I know what I'm gonna get, mm-hmm. and you know what. I was glad that I knew what I was going to get because it was just, it all feels like it works. It's a warm blanket of a story of like, yeah, I know there's going to be some double crossing, but not everything's as it seems. All that matters is how I'm going to kill that guy over there. And I, I, I kind of wonder about Hitman because I, when I went into Hitman, I was like, is there anything they could add to the game that would make me be like, yeah, this game is so much better. Like, hell yeah, without fundamentally altering the Hitman formula. And I, I don't really know. I mean, my... Make it more intricate. It's not my job to be... I'm, I'm not a producer over at IO Interactive, but it's like, I feel like they tapped into the gold formula here. Like, you don't really... You don't need to add your split jumps, your Sam Fisher, CQC, Metal Gear Solid stuff. Like, it just... It's fine. It, it all works nicely. Everything looks very good. And you know what? Ray tracing. Actually, there's no ray tracing yet. There will be. There will be. But the game is still very pretty. Yeah, but it's like it's not everyone's playing on Nick's like twenty thousand dollar computer either. It's like, not a twenty thousand dollar computer. 
No, hold on. Look at me with my 3090 Ti. And <laughs> I don't have a 3090. Uh, I have a 3080. Oh wow. Oh yeah. I'm sorry. Pardon me. It's not mine. You know, the it's g- everybody. The game looks beautiful on my 3080 with my <laughs> Intel 1099 processor. Pretty good, man. Wow. I can't believe what how every ga- I can. I oh oh. <laughs> yeah. Check yourself, dog. Um, it still looks good though, regardless of settings. Like I think it's a game that just. It's all about density. It's all about lighting. It's all about reflections, and it's all about you know just cool stuff, good settings, and I think that there's strong art direction. Like all of these locations that are in Hitman, you got your Dubai, you got your Dartmoor Manor, which is in England, I think. Mm-hmm. You got your uh, what's the third level? Come on, you got this. Is it China? Nope. Come on. Come there's on. the train. There's China. There's the winery. Uh huh. Come on. Oh, Berlin. Berlin. There's Berlin, China, the winery, and then the train. And they're all cool areas. They're areas of interest. Locations I have personally never been before. <laughs> Which is always exciting because you I never think... hung out in Mendoza? <laughs> no, I have, unfortunately. But I think that's kind of the appeal of Hitman too, is it's kind of like the James Bond style like globe trotting adventure where you get to see exotic locations that, you know, only usually the wealthiest of wealthy get to visit at that level mm-hmm. and it's kind of cool being clued into that and so it it only makes sense that io also has acquired the golden eye 007 license because i'm like this just feels like a 007 game it so does it, it, it works i'm excited for what they do with that too because i'm gonna play just because they have so much goodwill built up with me mm-hmm. um if you want to talk about individual levels if you run through them in order, game starts off. You're thrown into Dubai. Mm-hmm. You're you're in the Burj it's like Khalifa in, by any in other Medias name. Res. Yeah, you parachuting in. You land on the outside. I'm like, this is cool. This is interesting. Um, I was. I think Dubai was the level that I had the highest expectations for mm. because generally I think Hitman games, their first level uh, tries to be like their marquee piece. Yeah. Uh, you see that like with Miami, with Paris. Um, 100%. And Dubai was really cool and really pretty and kind of intricate and like super vertical. Um, and there was like just fun scripted assassination kills. Yeah. That's that's redundant. Um, <laughs> but I actually found it to be not my favorite level. Mm. Yeah, that, that's to be fair. not my favorite level. Did, did did you have a did you have a liking for Dubai? Yeah, I like Dubai quite a bit. When, after I finished Dubai the first time before my data got deleted, <laughs> I I it made me think like this really does feel like Hitman Two end game stuff like the some of the final levels because when you go there it is a showcase of their their engine their technology because once you get up the stairs onto the third floor or whatever you're kind of presented with just a massive crowd of people in a way where i'm like oh you haven't really seen a hitman level like this like you've seen it in miami where it's big open i mean miami probably has more people you see giant crowds in paris too but it's enclosed though which feels like way more dense and there's something i don't know regal about it i think there is something i've never been to dubai so it does have that kind of oh this is kind of mysterious this is interesting there's a wee bit of a wow factor there you're just yeah. like Ooh, it's wow a setting it's you expensive. don't get to see often in games which Correct. is cool which is yeah. really cool but i think um the first time i, I went through uh, my personal style for Hitman is I try to find the story 
assassinations just because I think they're the most intricate and fun. Yeah, and that and they that's a common path. And so I disguise myself as um, some uh, another hitman for hire, and uh, I infiltrated the highest order. And the first time I poisoned a wine glass, but then I was like, well, shoot. How do I make him drink the wine if he's like this dude's gonna like make a meeting with me? How do I make him drink this wine? And then one thing that I feel like wasn't in the previous game is when you kind of blend in with your appropriate disguise, um, it kind of forces the hand of the um, NPCs to do what you want them to. So I blended in drinking the wine, and the guy's like, "Oh yeah, before we meet, let's have a toast." And then I was like, <laughs> "But the second time I went through, I was like." can I send this guy overboard? And so I hung out on his balcony. He goes, oh, yeah, let's chat out here. That's totally fine. And you're just chatting, and then, like, no bodyguard around. I'm like, really? No bodyguard out here? Yoink, threw him over the edge. And I was like, that was the most interesting way of killing this guy. I love it. There um, is a third one about, like, Oh, they, they're, 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 there's actually quite a few. I think Dubai might be the one that actually has the most kills. How I, do you get them to parachute out of the – I was like, where does that even come into effect? There's a couple different ways you can destroy their parachutes, too. Not only can you just shoot the parachute, like, from an outlook once they parachute, you can also just cut the parachute and, like, put a hole in it before they even parachute. At, at what point does this dude ever use a parachute? They're, 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 that's how they escape when you don't, when their helicopter pilot's dead. Oh, that's so, interesting. Yeah, you have to get rid of their helicopter pilot first. And then they're like, well, fuck, time to jump. <laughs> that's really cool. Which I also just love the idea, and I know this isn't a hot take, of, of billionaires just jumping, just, just base jumping off of a giant tower in Dubai. That's the only way they can feel anything anymore, Joey. <laughs> that's the way that they decided to be safe. Like, <laughs> there's no way that that th – these are like old white men. Like, there's no way. I think you can also like stage an emergency evacuation. I couldn't quite get all the key codes for that, but I'm like, there's a lot of ways of dealing with this mission, which I appreciate. See, now the thing is, is that you have more Dubai that you could in theory play because there's just more content you haven't even seen yet. Yeah, no, totally. Um, um, also big fan of getting that journalist into just a back room and then just beating him over the head and taking a picture of his, of his unconscious body. That was fun. Um, hey, Dubai. One thumb up, not a two, but it's a it's a one. It's a good start to an adventure. Dubai's like an A tier level. It's not an S tier level. Correct would would, would be would be my analysis. It, but I think it hangs out. I think it's better than most of the levels in the original Hitman 2016. Uh, yeah. Say for Sapienza and uh, Hokkaido. Hokkaido is uh, my favorite Hitman level. I uh, I dart more. Probably my least favorite level in the pack. Interesting. A, a lot of a lot, a lot of, of buzz like on the it. internet. A lot of people like Dartmoor, and I couldn't understand why. And I guess it's because like, ooh, you're like solving a murder mystery. Like, ooh, it's like you're you're kind of it's like a it's like a unique hitman level. But mm -hmm. I didn't play it like that. I just played it like it was a hitman level in like a small mansion. Wait, who did you disguise yourself as? I mean, I, I just kind of got in there in my suit. Really? Yeah. The game basically like forces you to be like. There's the guy. Take his costume. Yeah, and I'm like, fuck you, game. I'm going to do what I want. That's really cool, though. That's cool that you did it that way in such a polar opposite way of the rest of the people. Uh, I, too, was one of the people who was very interested in that level, but just because I love murder mysteries. And uh, this goes back to Elder Scrolls Oblivion. One of my favorite quests for the Assassin's Guild in that game called the Dark Brotherhood is called Who Done It, 
where you get trapped in a house with six other adventurers and uh, someone leaves their will behind. But then what you realize is the person trapped all these people who have wronged them in their life and has decided, hired you to kill them. But what you can do as the assassin in the Oblivion mission is start to build paranoia and say, like, mm -hmm. I found this dead body down here. Who do you think did it? I think it was that dirty Dunmer, the dark elf. Oh. Then you, like, play the race card and stuff like that. You start building paranoia, and you get people to kill each other. And you don't ever really have to lift a finger, which is fun. So I was excited to see and hopefully channel that same thing. Um, and, you know, it was exciting to learn the murder mystery. You figure out there's, like, an illegitimate child. Um, there's, there's a couple different people you could pin it on. Um, but my problem with that mission came at the very end when it's time to solve the mission. Because, one, you can't just solve the mission whenever you want. The game forces you to look at all the clues there's it's very gamey in that way where it's like uh-uh you didn't find all the clues yet and i could not find the key in one of the girls rooms i was like where is this key it's so tiny so tiny but that was a big turn off <laughs> one is the fact that i couldn't say okay i think i know who solved it uh because that just feels you know a little antithetical to a murder mystery i like the idea of a murder mystery where i have the chance of getting it wrong and just to see what happens when that happens not only that but you also have the ability to, one, point out who the uh, real killer is in this weird Knives Out-esque story. Mm -hmm. Or you can arbitrarily pin it on the butler who has evidence that he could have done it, but he didn't do it. But you can make it look that way. And I, I didn't really like that. I didn't like that the game basically said there's no way to fail this murder mystery. Which I get because this is not a murder mystery game. This is a Hitman game, and everything in Hitman is poised to set you up with an appointment with your target, which I can appreciate. But the thing that was cool is that when I solved the murder mystery and I did the truthful way, the woman was like, uh, you know what? You're here. You were going to kill me. Well, it, just take this document, and then I'm just going to, you know, I'm going to drink wine out here on my balcony. Bye. And then you're like, Yoink, throw him over the back. That's my favorite way of killing people in Hitman. It's just throwing him over the edge and then just walking away like nothing happened. And so that's just what I ended up doing. So that was a little bit like there's some thrill it, but it also kind of feels like ultimately a level that doesn't feel as replayable. Just because I feel like yeah, it's not as I mean, interesting. You don't get to replay that that sequence as many times, but if you play like a normal Hitman level, there is a bit more replayability. Again, I just I walked in there and I'm like, SASO, baby. Well, Let's go. You, you Let's say, drop a chandelier on someone's head. I Fucking got him. I didn't think I would like playing through that level again, but I decided to check out on a whim the escalation mode. Mm -hmm. Have, did you see that? Yeah, yeah. That was one of the first little bits of uh, expansion that they brought to uh, Hitman 3. Uh, it, it was really cool because it put me back in Dartmoor and it gave me a hunter's outfit and a shotgun and said, you have to kill these two targets. You cannot change outfits. You cannot kill them with any other weapons. Good luck. And it's like, oh, this is interesting. Now, this is just a murder simulator in a way of like, I just have to be sneaky. I have to know the layout of the map. And then once you complete it the first time, it starts to add a little pizzazz, level two escalation. Now you have to kill four guards, and now you don't have a gun. You have to find this gun, 
in somewhere in the map. That's the way all the escalations in Hitman are. Yeah. And they're all pretty much good. They're really fun. <laughs> all the escalations are great bonus content. And, and I feel like it's the most zany cartoon. Like, if you had that Han- Hanna-Barbera, like, running in place sound effect, I, that would just constantly be playing. Where I'm like, oh, no, this car's going to see me. It, it's so fun. It kind of channels that, like, I, the... It's the per I I don't stream, but it feels like the perfect streaming type of game mode, which is cool. Um, also, did you know that the game has? Uh, I, I'm not sure if they're elusive targets or not, but the targets that are like rotating in and out are all influencers and YouTubers. Yeah, isn't that genius? I mean, it makes sense. I kind of hate it. What? That's incredible. That's such a good idea. Uh, yeah, it's a good idea. I still hate it. <laughs> What if you? What if there's? Uh, I don't know. There's a lot of weird stuff to unpack with killing content creators in Hitman. <laughs> I feel like fine. Yes. Oh man, we finally can watch TikTok again. <laughs> oh, we got PewDiePie. They got him. They took him out. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if he loves with bridges though. Oh. Oh. What? How would you rate Dartmoor? Uh, pro- uh my, my least favorite level. Yeah, I, I, I would agree. I think it's my least favorite level. But in Escalation, it kind of earned a one thumb up for me after that. Um, after Darmore, you head on over to what might be my favorite level. It's the best level in the game. Which is Berlin. Which, again, Hitman 3 definitely takes some liberties with changing around game types a little bit. Like, if Darmore was a murder mystery that kind of takes you on a normal Hitman, uh, Berlin is... You're being hunted mm-hmm. by a bunch of random targets. There's ten people by on the ICA, your own bread and butter. There's ten p. There's ten ICA agents on the map who are looking for you. You don't know who any of them are, and you have to find out who who half of them are. You have to and figure it out. Them. And it's all taking place in a German club, just out like in the middle of nowhere. Rave. It is such a cool setting, and it's massive. That world, that level is huge. It's huge, and I all. And, like, there's, like, a lot of interesting stuff about staging in that level because you start off at a gas station mm-hmm. and you're like, wait, this is different already. And it kind of feels like, you know, you do... Diana, act- where are you? Yeah, you actively do feel like you're being hunted and then you're presented with the first ICA agent um, in the woods outside the club and you're like, oh, I'm just going to kill this dude. Like, that's easy, GG. But then you realize, oh, I have to kill more of the targets and they're all hidden in the club and it doesn't identify them. So... I think this is pure Hitman where gloves come off, you know what you're doing, have fun, figure it out. And I loved that. It didn't feel uh, co- like constrained the way Dartmoor did. Mm-hmm. It really did feel like the game just saying, I trust you, you're smart as a player, have fun. And I love that approach for this. I, I disguised myself as a drug dealer. I basically took people in the dark corners of the club and knocked them out, put on guard armor. And then for the life of me, I was like, I cannot find any of these ICAs. What am I doing wrong? But then I started paying attention to the environment more. And I was like, well, it's kind of weird if a guard carries around a machine gun on their back, right? And you can kind of slowly start figuring out through incidental dialogue you overhear, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, through like, hey, we, we don't see 47. Where's he at? Where's he at? And it's like, oh, there, there's the guy. And it's, it, it's so cool. It's so cool. Yeah. Uh, I, I like the freedom that it gives you. And also the replayability there that's built in is less through mission stories and more through 
there's more people on the map than people you have to kill. Mm-hmm. So you can you can like make your own fun by like going back in and trying to find the other ones, or can you can you get all ten before they all flee, or do like any variation of what you're doing here? Um, so like inside, outside, rooftops, biker club, meth gang, outside of the party, VIP area. Like it it feels like it takes all the concepts that you would normally get from a good level and mashes them all together in like this weird rave scene. And then all the bystanders are just people who are like fucked up, which is also funny because <laughs> the casual conversations going on are great. The writing and all of the incidental dialogue is just so funny. Like it always makes me laugh when I overhear NPCs talking, which is good. Like that's what you should do in a game like this, I think, because it doesn't matter what the NPCs are saying, but as long as it elicits an emotional response, then I think that's well done. Um, the game does do something kind of cool where uh, it kind of uh, subverts what you think the appointment assassination is uh, because mm-hmm. I can. there was a point where I got into the club and I disguised myself as the club boss and I sat in the boss's chair and I radioed the head of security to come meet me. And I was like, oh, this is perfect. But I had stolen a previous ICA agent's uh, earpiece. So when I was sitting in there, I could overhear the ICA head of security saying, hey, I'm getting called up to the boss's office. And then the ICA operator saying, that's probably Agent 47. Go in guns blazing. (laughs) And I was like, this rules. And so I just hid in that room. And then the guy came in, come out, come out, wherever you are. And then boom, home run with the baseball bat to the side of the head. You can do that further. You can just sit down and have a full conversation. I was scared. I was like, I don't want to ruin it. I don't want to ruin it. <laughs> you don't ruin it. That you, you miss what I would argue is the best part of that is when uh, it comes into the same room and you're, you're, just, you're just hanging out and they're like, well, we got to kill you. And you're like, no, you're not. <laughs> See, that's, I think the coolest, like, whoever gets to write the assassination appointment dialogue has the most fun job because it's always very much like... I think everyone's having a fun job at IO. <laughs> Like in Hitman 2016, when uh, you disguise yourself as the uh, masseuse or whatever, he's like, oh, I'm very good with my hands. Like, there's so much, like, on-the-nose dialogue that's so funny. Well, that's that's just a hallmark of the series at this point. It's so good, though. Like, the fact that these moments, uh, like, in TV writing or in movie writing, you call these the inevitable moment. It's everything the foreshadowing has been building to, all the tension has been building to, and then the release is this moment. And I think Io really nailed the the inevitable meeting moment and it's so fun every time uh every time weirdest thing was the the meth biker gang i disguised myself as a pizza boy and got in (laughs) and then i was like there's a sniper here on the third floor probably not a biker hey man you gotta protect all that grow he he wasn't he wasn't a biker you gotta protect that grow (laughs) um two thumbs up for me though for berlin berlin's a big one uh then after berlin you head on over to china uh the most i think i can't wait to see what that looks like with ray tracing turned on yeah china might have the most beautiful exterior that's like practical i think mendoza might be actually a little bit prettier but that a lot of that skybox um you, you you go to China, and I think that the criticism that a lot of people had of this level, which I tend to agree with, is that outside was so cool, yet you spend so much of yeah. your game inside of a lab, which, like, isn't 
privy to you know the whole outside world cool mission stories coming into like inspect a facility like hanging out at a chinese restaurant going to apartments cool mission stories like you know dressing up as a homeless person to get tested on for scientific experiments cool mission stories you know being able to fry someone in the data core that's wild like that was i i I disguised myself as like a patient and then i just sat in the chair opposite of the mind control and i resisted him and I just had gave this dude a brain aneurysm because he couldn't control 47. I was like, this rules. Yeah, everything, <laughs> like, I actually think that uh, China, even though it wasn't my favorite level, had really interesting game design because there were a lot of different parts there. You had, like, your secret hidden facility out of back alleys you needed to get codes to. You had uh, uh, three tiers of security with your cell phone on the inside. Mm-hmm. It's a shadow organization that's kidnapping homeless people that's pretending to be a charity. Like, that's interesting. That's cool. Um, but I, similar criticism for me, and I got to China. I was like, oh, man, I don't know if I can handle this after Berlin. Berlin was such a big level. And then I was like, well, I'll just, you know, follow the thread and see where it takes me. I was like, you know, I'm just going to go in this building, and then I'll come out and explore the rest of the outdoors. But once I went into the building, it was very much like, oh, I just finished the map with like, oh, I never really went back outside very much. It was just uh, from A to B. And it was interesting. I had a good time doing it. But it, I felt never really like I never felt incentivized to explore outdoors. Uh, but that said, one of the weirdest, most interesting interactions ever happened to me in a Hitman game that I don't know that I've ever seen happen in a Hitman before, where after my first frying the dude's brain who is taking advantage of homeless people, I was looking for an outfit to get into the facility, the the secret facility. Mm-hmm. I found a group of chefs where I could disguise myself as the chef and then walk in. But when I was waiting for the chefs to like meet, I kind of blended in outdoors in the rain and it was like on a tiny little bridge right next to a woman. And then this woman just starts venting about like, you know, oh, I invited this girl out to a date and you know, Am I forward? Am I being too forward and stuff like that? She has anxiety about an upcoming date with a longtime friend. And she like seeks counsel from 47. And he provides legitimately good advice. And he's like, you want, you know, just you know, offer to cover her tab if it's such a if you're so concerned about it being a nuisance. And she's like, Yeah, you're right. I'm gonna do it. That's a great idea. And then you just kind of take off, and it's like, oh wow, Agent Forty Seven, great, re- great at relationship advice. <laughs> yeah, again, he's a perfect human. He's, he's just, he's just. Prime. He can he's drum. He can be a supermodel. He can. He's uh, a vocalist. He can do everything. <laughs> Good level. Yeah, yeah. Ch- uh, China also a good level, uh, like like a, like a solid. I like if I'm if I'm looking at tier system, like like a solid B level. Yeah, I agreed. I th- I think it's like, very good. I think this. I think it's the most fun story missions. The like I think they're the most interesting, wacky. They're kind of long. The yeah. Story missions are kind of long, which I think always benefits itself. That that you're really like following a string for a minute, which is cool in China. Again, wish I spent more time outside. Uh, cool, uh, all the different ways that, the, that your characters interact there. How did you kill the scientist lady? Oh, I, I, I just microwaved her. Yeah, I incinerated her. her too. But that that's where it gets interesting because then it zags on you because it's like you are on lockdown. Every agent is actively trying to gun you down. Getting now. out of that uh, son of assassin or SASO. It's hard. It's very difficult. I was just like, eh, F it. 
I'm just going to lean into the agency and like the emergency status of it. And I just gunned everyone down. I got a terrible rank, but I was like, it felt right in the moment. <laughs> it felt right. That's the thing. You do whatever you think is fun, right? Because yeah. Hitman is probably one of the best uh, true sandbox games, I think, in the sense that you can just kind of really have fun and there isn't. I, like I felt like I was games. actually role playing in that scenario. I was like, if I was a secret agent and I had been exposed, I was like, I'm just going to gun my way out. And it was a lot of fun, actually. Also, Hitman. Not a great shooter. <laughs> I mean, like, what do you mean? Hip, uh, uh, headshots all day. Yeah, but it doesn't feel particularly good. Boop, boop, boop. Su- supersonic pistols to the head. One shot, one tap. They, easy. They really do nail the the ragdoll body weight, though. Like, the slump. It's so fun. Like, it just feels right whenever you and get And by nail, shot. you mean it's all over the place. Because you also sometimes shoot some people, their legs <laughs> yeah, up, and they jump like, 30 whoop. feet in the air. <laughs> and you're like, hmm, how'd that happen? But that's great, though. That's like it's good funny. ragdoll. Hit me Hitman's a comedy game. It is a comedy. Hitman's 100%. a comedy game, uh, which is probably also why I like it so much. Um, and then we move on to the fifth level, and arguably, I think this was the sleeper level. I wasn't expecting to love this one as much as I did. Oh, dude. Mendoza is tied with Berlin for my favorite level of Hitman 3. Mendoza is great. It's big. It's beautiful. The mission stories are long. They're very intricate in in the ways that they interconnect with each other. You have Diana there on the map, which is super interesting. There's a plethora of mission stories. You there's so much fun you can do actually with the winery and using this big machinery to kill people. I didn't use the hydraulic press. I'm so mad at myself. What? You see that thing and you're just like, well, that's gonna be fun. <laughs> I I don't remember how I killed the first target. Uh, who are the two targets again? There's the woman who's with Diana, and who's the other and then, one? And then there's the guy who is uh, in his oh, villa. Oh, in his, the, in the his actual, via. Yeah. I went into the via, and then I was supposed to present him with documents, and then I was like, here are the, I was like, the documents are over here. Come with me. And then we went into his room, and then I, as soon as he got into his like idle animation of being in the room, he was like, you don't have the documents. You're wasting my time. Call me back when you've got them. And then I was like, looking around his guards weren't anywhere so i was like oh this seems like a good opportunity to kill the guy killed the guy stuffed his body in the closet and i kid you not as soon as i closed the door on the closet his guard walks in and i was like hey what's up buddy <laughs> and then i just i i did it this is definitely the least nick way of playing through the game but it felt right because i discovered the attic in that via found a cool ass bolt action sniper rifle got on the roof and just as i got on the roof diana and the woman were just in the middle of the party and i was just like i'll just get a headshot on this woman headshot at her ragdoll extravaganza where she popped 20 feet into the air everyone flipped out i dropped the rifle walked away and no one knew. It, was, it felt right. Diana. It was so cool. You, you're you doing yourself a disservice if you're not going back and playing Mendoza. More. <laughs> you played Mendoza probably the weakest way that I've heard. Like, there's so much It was fun so stuff. fun. I had such a good time, though. There's so much There's so I much know. stuff to do there. Uh, you're doing yourself a disservice. What did you do? Um, you know, Grape Crushers. <laughs> Free, freezer. Freezer. Frostbite. Um explosions in in the room poisoning the meeting they have a giant meeting with everybody where where the the male target offs the female target for you there's Whoa. so much stuff in that mission that's that, really that cool. you're not seeing um yeah you can uh 
you can become the the like the spotter for the sniper team and have the sniper team take out the girl. Wow, that's know, cool. Out. You can just go. You give them a tour of the winery. That's <laughs> super fun. Um, best inclusion in Hitman, not the camera. It's the grapes and the bananas that people slip on. The banana is very good. The I, grapes are like bananas, except I, you get two uses out of them. I used the banana on the dude in Dubai who I had to throw knives at. The, the knives at the targets uh-huh. to prove myself. And then I put a banana on the ledge he was standing on. And he just, whoop. I was like, this is 10 out of 10 game of the year. <laughs> um, with the hydraulic press, I knew I really fucked up when I watched the that YouTube channel uh, highlight reel that shows the wackiest like video game clips of the week. And someone knocked out as many people as they could in Mendoza and put all of their bodies in the hydraulic press and then turned it on. Incredible. That person is probably a serial killer. <laughs> like, honestly, like, you know how when you watch a kid who, like, hurts animals, you're like, mm-hmm. that's that that's someone who's acting out. If, had I seen the hydraulic press the first time I played through, I probably would have entertained that similar notion. So Why wouldn't you? I'm hey man, I'm Agent Forty Seven. I have my target. There, there's no innocent casualties here. We don't kill guards. We don't kill people. Yeah, I don't kill. I don't kill. I don't kill. I only kill my targets. Only kill the target. I got silent assassin like three times. Um, I'm pretty. I'm something of a hitman. Only three times. Uh, but then we get to our final stage in the level, and it just flew by for me. I was like, whoa, I'm already at the end. Like, whoa, this is nuts. And then something happened that I wasn't expecting. The game zagged on me again. Yeah, the game was like, hey, you know all that fun you had playing all those levels that are like big open sandboxes? Fuck them and fuck you too. Hang out on a train and walk forward and shoot people. And I'm like, well, I don't want to do this. It's a linear level. I don't want to do this at all. It's weird, right? It's interesting. It makes sense if you want, like, because how do you have your last level be your best level? It's probably easier instead of building, like, something that is the best Hitman level ever and instead just being like, ah, we're going to have a concept. Yeah. I don't like the concept. I think it's more in service to the story than it is actual, like, Hitman game, you know? It's very much like... Uh, uh, here's the end of Agent Forty Seven story. <laughs> yeah, you can play Mendo- you can play um, that train level, the, the six map, like twice in two hours, doing like yeah. SASO and like a like a guns blazing run, and then that's it. You don't have to touch it again. There's not much replayability there, which is why I would argue that Hitman Three actually really only has five five maps. levels. Yeah, agreed. But I do think that the five maps are of quality. That if they were to throw in elusive targets here and there. And a bunch of fun escalation stuff. I wouldn't really complain because I think it's a pretty good overall package. Oh yeah, and it's going to continue to get better as they just like you know trickle in DLC over the next year. And yeah, like I, like some extra stuff. Like, I will gobble it up. They'll, they'll probably be two bonus maps that I'll play. I wonder though if they like. I wonder if there's a world where they just completely revamp that sixth level, the train, and be like, now it's a dinner party. Yeah, I mean they could do that, and I'd be. Very interested in that. Give me a murder mystery on the train. Um, you won't. <laughs> they, they probably won't. Um, I I really God I I I really liked Hitman Three. I think the thing with Hitman Three is that um, my favorite levels of the franchise are out of Hitman One and Two. I I think Hokkaido and Miami are my favorite maps, mm-hmm. and then like probably like Berlin and Mendoza are like tied for three for third. Um, so 
I don't think it surpassed the highest highs of the other two games for me, but the average quality of map was good across the board. Yeah. Every level was at least B tier, with the exception of, I mean, I'm not counting the train level, and, and I don't really think Dartmoor was great. There's four levels that are all like A and B tier. I think Dartmoor has a lot of potential, so I'm I'm willing to say five out of the six are like pretty dang good. It feels like the level of caliber. It feels like a sixty dollar expansion. Truly, it's so good. It's worth playing. And like for anyone who ha- who still hasn't played any of the Hitman games, why are you hanging out right now? But also like you should fix that. Depending on whatever's on sale, whenever you can get it, all three games playing in the hitman 3 engine there is just hours of funds and maps there for you there, there's so much it is so much value there's so much content and like and something weird i one thing i expected when i started the game was to have a hard time playing like getting reacclimated but it was just like oh the piano wire just feels right at home in my hands it all feels right and it, i was able to channel that like hitman one you are two. 47 yeah and i i i think Honestly, I'm being honest. I don't really feel strongly about any of the Hitman 2 levels except for the island and the um Oh dude, most Hitman 2 also and the, has. and the and the rich people the rich people island and then the Illuminati rich people island. I like those. The but- Maldives is great. New York is great but too short. Those are the two DLC levels. Um fucking uh Miami is one of the best Hitman levels ever. Sapienza, Mendoza, Berlin, and Hokkaido. Those are my four faves in the franchise. Interesting. Yeah, I, I think that I think that Hitman two. All, all the games are good. Yeah, all the games all are good. good. They're all very good. I, I, I think three has the best average map, but the lowest peaks. Like highest floor, but doesn't reach the highest highs of the other two. All worth playing. All worth checking out. All worth having fun on. All worth comparing your scores with us on the leaderboards. Just saying, your status on Epic. Oh Facebook. shoot! Now I gotta play it again. <laughs> you know, so you'll see Nick's scores and you'll be like, "Oh, I, oh, I was ranked number thirty-four in Dubai, sir. Thank you very much." That was a very limited. That was literally on launch day. <laughs> um, I, I'm, I'm just excited what I was gonna do with their James Bond's license now, and I will, I will pick it up day one. Day unless, one, unless people tell me don't do that because it's like not good. I don't see how it's not gonna be good. I expect it to be good. I think that they really knocked out of the park with this Hitman refresh. I think Hitman is a is one of the funniest games that exists for unintentional Full stop. reasons. <laughs> Full stop. Oh, it's very intentional. <laughs> Some stuff isn't necessarily intentional. Joey, the game breaks is not intentional. We have finished off the Hitman trilogy, but what lies ahead? You know what I was thinking? I was thinking we haven't played a Mario game in a while, right? We, Mario Mania! Joey, I just got over it. Um, this is the weird UK variant, right? Well, joke's on you because, uh, you know, this weekend what was released was uh, the updated Wii U uh, Mario 3D World mm-hmm. for Switch, and it came with this little with this little nugget called Bowser's Fury. Everyone want to know about Bowser's Fury. I know that if you look on the game, it's one box, but I think that we need to treat this as two separate things. And I just want to talk to you, Nick, about Bowser's Fury. There you have it, folks. You have some homework. The next episode for Garbage Game Club is Super Mario 3D Worlds plus. Bowser's Fury. Bowser's Fury itself, 
It's about a four to five hour campaign. It's about three hours if you're not 100%ing it. It's about, f- I, I 100%ed it in less than five hours. So you have a little bit of homework, but I'm sure it'll go down real easy. Bowser's Fury. Next time. Just Bowser's Fury. I'm just talking about Bowser's Fury. That's it. Let's go.